Welcome to the Profitable Nomad Couple Podcast. We're a show about growing your online business and enjoying a location-independent lifestyle, all while strengthening your relationship with your partner. We are Austin and Monica, a husband and wife duo who run our business remotely so that we can travel the world in constant search for adventure, good food, and new friends. We are here to share practical tips and tricks to help and encourage you wherever you may be on your digital nomad journey. All right, let's dive in. All right, welcome back to episode 14, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about our best travel tips, what you need to know before you go. And again, this is in conjunction with the course launch that is coming up so soon. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, we are mere weeks away from the launch of our course. And if you sign up now on the wait list, you're going to get 50% off. You're going to get lots of really cool bonuses. And we'll talk about that more in coming up episodes. But we're super, super excited. So if you remember, we've been talking about getting the right mindset, starting a business, your relationship, and now we're going to talk about travel. And this is kind of the perfect blend of what is a small sampling of our course. So in our course, we're talking to couples who want to start a business, who want to travel more, and who want to do it all while strengthening their relationship and ending up better for it. So we're super, super pumped. I hope you're pumped. And you can grab that wait list down below. Now, before we really dive in, we wanted to take a second to read this testimonial that we got. We actually got this one several weeks ago. It was so flattering to us. This is maybe one of the most heartwarming testimonials we've received. This was from someone that we worked closely with. We just absolutely loved what she had to say about what we've done. All right. And so she says, just listen to the first episode of your podcast. Y'all did a great job. Easy to listen to, great topics. Love hearing about your experiences with business, travel, and your relationship. You guys are so open-hearted and your personalities really come through. The back and forth rhythm between you two works so well. Your passion for travel reminds me of when I lived in Belgium growing up and got to visit so many European countries. I miss traveling. This encourages me to get to a place where I can do more of that. Looking forward to more episodes. Man, we we love that. And that's at the core of why we have a podcast, why we're releasing a course, why we are doing what we're doing is exactly this, to inspire people, get them excited about travel, to get them excited about reaching for a goal or a dream that they've had that maybe they feel like has started to slip away and to grasp onto that again and to find ways not only to get excited about it again, but to find ways to actually make it possible and to to get everything, all the steps in place so that you can live the way you want to live and you can reach you know, accomplish these things on your bucket list, live your dream life. So that is ultimately what we're doing what we're hoping to do for you guys. So we're so glad that we were able to do this for our friend. And if you guys have an experience similar from listening to our podcast or um, hearing what we share, then please leave a review for us and let us know how it's impacted you. So we're going to jump right in at you guys talking about traveling. And specifically, we're going to talk about the pre-travel part of things. We're going to talk about all the things that you need to know before you go on this trip. We're going to start with making a list of your needs and preferences. So this is before really you've settled on a place to go. If you're still trying to find out where you want to travel to, where you want to go on vacation, where you want to go live nomadically, you can start by writing down a list of all the things that you want in a place. So this could be things like you want really good neighborhoods to walk in. You want really good mountains to hike in. You want to live by an ocean. You want to be a block away from a grocery store. 
Maybe you want somewhere with really sunny weather, or maybe you want to go somewhere with snow. Maybe you want to go and explore some ancient ruins in an old city. Maybe you want to go chill on a beach in a little banana leaf shack or something like that. Write down all the things that you want. You can brain dump. And then if you're traveling with your partner, have them do the same thing. And then you can come together, compare your list. And if you need to, you can prioritize this list. So circle all the things that are like a must have. Like I absolutely want to go somewhere with ancient ruins more than more than anything else. That's what I want to do. So these other things maybe I can compromise on. And if my partner wants to go somewhere different than what I have in mind, as long as there's still ruins there, I'm happy. So mark the things you really want, compare that with your partner's list, and then start researching and finding places that have you know, that meet that criteria. Finding the right place to travel is such a fun, unique challenge, and it's really subjective to you and your personal interests, just like Austin was talking about. But things to, you, to make sure you keep in mind are safety, and this... Uh, We'll have to have a whole topic on this subject of safety. Safety is also subjective to you. But find a place that is safe to you and your circumstances, your technology. So how fast is your Wi-Fi? Especially if you're working as a digital nomad, you need a place with really good Wi-Fi. Yeah. And then you're going to want to consider the value you're getting for your money, the population of the place you're going. Do you want a place that's crowded? Do you want to live in a big city or a small town? The cost of living there the culture, what kind of cultural experience you want, and the legal side with visas and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to want to keep all of these things in mind while you're researching to be able to find the perfect destination for you. Yeah, a, a quick little story with that. Monica and I were planning a trip to Thailand, and we were planning on being there for all of the spring. So we we're going to be there for 90 days. We discovered after I mean, that was our plan, and we started moving forward with that plan until we learned that in order to get that 90 days, you have to apply for a visa extension. And right now they're they're kind of cutting back on those. So it's more likely that we're only going to be able to be there for 30 days. So that's just an example of the legal side of things where the implications of the visa and passport can change where you can and cannot go. Yeah. And now that you have found your perfect destination, it's time to start researching and learning about the culture. So now there's two different approaches to how you can do this. We do know several people who really just like to wing it, who like to live with a little bit higher level of spontaneity. Although Austin in our relationship is the big planner. He really likes to plan out where we're going and what he's getting himself into, what we're getting ourselves into. And he really likes to know more about the place. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do. Part of it is um, just from a planning per- point of view, like I like to know that we have if we're going on on multiple legs of a journey, I like to know that we have plane tickets to get there. I like to know that we have a place to stay before we get there for the most part. Part of it just comes from a curiosity about the country. I love learning new things. So I love researching the history, the culture, the mythology, the stories about this country. And so that's a large part of my research. But I, I am more likely to go into a, a trip without planning if I've already been to that place and I know it. For example, Monica and I have been to Guatemala several times. So if we were to plan another trip to Guatemala, it wouldn't take that long to plan a trip. And I wouldn't do a lot of planning into transportation because I know that we can figure it out when we're there because it's familiar to us. I'm also more likely to not plan if I know the language of the country. So again, Guatemala, Monica and I are fluent in Spanish. So if plans get messed up, we can we can figure it out pretty easily. For our trip to Thailand that's coming up, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have everything planned because this is a country and a culture I'm not familiar with. I do not speak Thai, and I know there's a lot of English speakers there, but I just want to make sure that everything's prepared ahead of time. So you might find yourself um, somewhere on the spectrum between not wanting to plan anything and wanting to plan everything. But one thing we definitely recommend, no matter where you fall on this, is that you do some research on the culture. And the reason we want you to do this is Monica and I are huge, huge advocates of being good global citizens, being respectful of other cultures. I know, especially, unfortunately, as Americans, there's a bad stereotype of Americans as being disrespectful, being ignorant, uh, intolerant of other cultures, other countries. We do not want you to be that person. We really want you to to be accepting, to be respectful of other people and cultures that are different from you. So we want you to do some research into what's what's appropriate and what's acceptable to do and not to do and say and not to say in a different country. Yeah, just remember that whenever you leave the country, you become an ambassador for your home country and for digital nomads everywhere. So we want to make sure that we're being really respectful. We are enjoying the benefits of travel and the culture and the country that you're in, but that we're always remembering that we are the guest here, okay? And we want to leave a good reputation for the travelers to follow. Just to give you guys a couple of examples... We talk about these countries a lot because we talk about Guatemala a lot because we're very familiar with it, very intimate with that country. If we're up in the Mayan highlands, we're going to be very modest. We're going to dress modestly, cover our knees, things like that, because that's a little bit more appropriate in that country. Uh, in Thailand, where we're going next spring, it's really respectful to take off your shoes if you're entering a temple. It's it's disrespectful to touch people's heads. Um, not that we're going to be going around touching people's heads, but if we didn't know that, we might not pay attention to that as much. So... We want to be kind to to those traditions and to those customs. So make sure you know the what that is, where you're going. We also want you to know when to travel. So in addition to knowing where you're going, there can be different times that are better than others to travel somewhere. For example, probably don't want to go to Southeast Asia in the fall time because that's monsoon season or hurricane season and so it's really dangerous. Austin and I, as you can you can probably tell, are really, really, really fiery passionate about respecting culture, about learning the culture, about the power that cultural exchanges can have when done correctly. So we're gonna do probably multiple episodes on this, but definitely one on how to immerse yourself more into the culture of the place you're in. So make sure you stay tuned for those episodes because that can be really tricky for foreigners to feel like they can immerse themselves into the culture, but it's so, so, so important. Okay, so let's say you've you've done the outlining of what you want in the country, you found the perfect country, and you know where you're going to go, you know when you're going to go, because there's certain times weather-wise that will change whether or not you want to go to a country in a certain month or a certain time of year. So now you know where you're going to go, you know when you're going to go there. Now you need to start packing. So what do you need to pack? How? Where do you even start knowing what you need? We have a couple thoughts, but if you want down below, we have a whole packing list download that you can click. Everything we're going to talk about is actually more than what we're going to talk about right now is on that list. But the general idea is you want to make sure you're packing light. Yeah, it's, it's really easy to feel like you need to bring everything you own, especially when you're going on multiple month long trips. But you really don't want to be lugging around heavy suitcases all day, especially if you're moving around from place to place a lot. And so it's really important to make sure that you pack light. So for example, Austin and I pack in only what can fit into a 
camping backpack. So we have a really high quality travel backpack. It's a carry-on size. We pack everything in there. So we have our, our business equipment, our clothes, our first aid kit. We have everything that we're going to need packed into that backpack because you're really not going to need as much as you think you do. So again, if you want to check out that list, go down to that list. That's our packing list that we personally use. This is what we bring on our multiple month-long trips. And it has links to like the backpacks we have and different things like that. So go check that out. It's a really good starting place. But just always remember that you can buy things when you get there. <laughs> Odds are, if there's something that you need and you forgot to pack it, you can you can purchase one there. So don't spend too much time stressing about making sure you've packed absolutely everything. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think sometimes we feel like we have to we have to pack for any possible unforeseen circumstance. But odds are, where you're going is going to have something. Like if you need something in in an unforeseen situation, you can get it there. Yeah, odds are you're not going to need those twelve pairs of shoes you think you're going to need. <laughs> and just a quick tip for you guys: if you are wanting to travel with just a backpack, we found that the best size is to get a fifty liter backpack because that's big enough to carry everything you need but it's small enough to still count as a carry-on so you can bring it into the plane with you and you don't have to pay for checked baggage. So 50 liters is the sweet spot for us. If you break it down and you really strip things down to the bare minimum of what you need when you're traveling, there's really only four things. You need money, both accumulated money that you can spend and also a way to get money if you're going to stay there long-term. You need your travel documents. You need some sort of passage, so like an airline ticket or a train ticket. And you need your gear. That would be the backpack and your clothes. That's really all you need. If you think about it, there's not much more beyond those four things that you're going to need to make a great trip. All right. The next thing that we recommend looking into is getting travel insurance in case of emergency. So travel insurance is going to cover things like lost or canceled flights, um, lost baggage, damaged baggage. Um, it'll also cover things like emergency evacuations for political unrest and or medical emergencies. And some insurances actually will even cover plane tickets for a loved one to fly a loved one to your location if you're stuck in a hospital somewhere. So we have linked our favorite travel insurance down below for you to look at. But we also want to talk about what you need to consider when you're looking at travel insurance. Just like any insurance, it's a risk management kind of game. Like You have to figure out how much you're willing to risk by not getting insurance versus how much are you willing to pay for what it covers. But there's there's a great article by Forbes that we'll also link down below that kind of outlines in what situations you might need to get travel insurance. So I just want to list a couple of those here. If your trip costs more than what you can afford to lose, you probably want to get travel insurance. In most cases, if you're going on an international trip, you want to get travel insurance. If you're traveling somewhere with limited healthcare facilities, or if you're traveling somewhere that has prevalent natural disasters like hurricanes, or if your trip includes multiple connecting flights um, because there's a higher risk of a flight delay and then you miss your, your next flights, um, all those are situations that you probably want to heavily consider getting travel insurance for. Yeah. And again, we've linked our favorites below. We've linked one that's really great for short-term travel trips, you know, going less than a month. And that one's really inexpensive. And then we've linked another one for specifically for digital nomads who are planning to live extensively abroad. 
The next thing you're going to want to make sure you do to prepare for your trip is to download offline maps and currency conversion apps and maybe even some sort of language translator app to help you get around if you find yourself in a situation where you don't have data or you don't have Wi-Fi. Those are super, super helpful, especially if you are not navigationally oriented. Having offline maps is is good in case you get lost or... If you're like me and directionally challenged and can't find your way out of the mall, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're definitely great resources. Definitely, definitely going to want to make sure you have a map. Something I just thought of for you people who are going to a Spanish speaking country, one really great resource we've found is an app called Spanish Dict. It's a free app you can download on your phone and it works offline, which is awesome. And you can just put in any word, English or Spanish, and it translates to the other language for you. And it also includes cultural translations. Regional translations. Regional translations is what I meant. So that's, I mean, that's the one we can speak the most to because that's the one we've used the most. And we've mostly traveled to Spanish-speaking countries. So if you're going there, that's a great tool to use. And our final and possibly most important tip when preparing for a trip is to have all of your necessary documents. So your passports, your visas, your plane tickets, your possibly your credit card information, have all of that ready to go, but also make copies of them in case you lose them, specifically your passport and your plane tickets. And we recommend actually that you have three copies. So you have the original documents with you. Then you have a copy of them also with you that you keep in a travel safe. And we have a really great travel safe linked in that packing list. So if you're looking for a good travel safe, go check that out. Then you're going to have a second copy with the person you're traveling with. So for example, Austin and I make sure we can access both copies of our passports and our visas and everything like that, just in case there is some sort of emergency. If we get separated or something happens to one of us. Yeah, exactly. has a backup. And then the third copy is someone, some trusted person that you have at home in your home country that can access your information just in case there is some sort of disaster or emergency. And the reason we recommend this is if for some reason you lose your passport, you can go to your country's embassy with this copy and get a renewed passport so much easier. It's um, it's just a good backup so that if you if you lose your passport, you have your own copy. If you lose your copy, you have a backup copy. And if you lose all your copies, you have someone at home with the copy. So it's just a backup of a backup. It's really nice to have. We've never been in a situation where we've ha- lost a passport and had to try and go to our country's embassy to get out of the country. But that sounds like a terrible experience for me. So I'm going to do everything I can to avoid that. It's it's basically the principle of over-preparing in hope that you never have to use them. But just in case something does happen, you do have those safety measures in place. It's also good to have copies for your insurance if you're traveling with insurance and you do have canceled flights or something like that. You you have documentation to give the insurance company to make your claim. So these are our best tips for preparing for a trip. Um, so you are knowing where to go, when to go, you have everything you need, you feel confident, you feel ready for this trip, and you are prepared culturally for this experience. So if you are interested in learning more about how to prepare for trips, and then beyond preparing, but how to make the most of the trip while you're there, 
you can get on our wait list for our course that's coming out in about a month. If you get on the wait list now, you'll actually receive 50% off the course when it launches, which is an incredible discount. So get on that wait list in the link below. Follow our podcast for more tips on traveling. Gosh, you guys, we could talk about this all day long. We absolutely love talking about traveling and encouraging other people to travel. And we have so many really great tips and resources to share with you. And we just can't wait to share them with you. Thanks for listening and sticking around to the end of this episode. We really appreciate you being here. If you're interested in starting and growing your online business so that you can live as a digital nomad, then grab our free list of online business ideas to help you get started. You'll find it in the link below. See you next time.